It's that time once again, press fans, coming to you from Altman Studios in downtown Brentwood to your ears wherever you are. This is Clocked In With The Press. I'm Jacob Menez, and here with me is press editor Kyle Szymanski on sports. Today we'll be talking about a number of topics, including the new Top Gun movie, COVID restrictions, and Jerry McInerney. But before we get into all that, here's a word from our sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at the Lucas Group, an independently owned and operated real estate company in Brentwood. The Lucas Group specializes in all aspects of real estate, working with both buyers and sellers to meet their home ownership needs. Give them a call today at 925-392-8926. Thanks once again to this week's sponsor. Let's get into it. With Contra Costa and other Bay Area counties seeing an increase in COVID-19 cases, health officials are reiterating their strong recommendation to wear masks indoors. Omicron subvariants, which are even more contagious than the original Omicron variant, are driving the recent increase in cases. Outbreaks in workplaces and schools have also sharply increased in the past few weeks. Antioch has seen 794 cases in the last two weeks, with 441 reported in Brentwood, 320 in Oakley, and 75 reported in Discovery Bay. Antioch's recent 14-day case count is the third highest of 31 county areas tracked. Brentwood's is 7th, Oakley's is 10th, and Discovery Bay's is 21st. Concord registered the most cases in the past 14 days with 831 cases with a population of 130,000. Health officials say wearing a face covering during periods of increased transmission is a simple best practice to protect against COVID. Up next, Representative Jerry McNerney will be hosting a Consumer Protection Virtual Town Hall on Wednesday, June 15th from 6 to 7 p.m. Consumers reported losing more than $5.8 billion to fraud last year, according to the Federal Trade Commission, the federal agency responsible for stopping unfair, deceptive, and fraudulent business practices. This more than 70% increase from 2020 underscores the rising rate at which Americans are being targeted by scams, as well as the need to stay informed about how to best protect individuals' personal information. McInerney will be joined by Karina Liugin, an attorney from the FTC, and Jeff Fitch, a postal inspector with the U.S. Postal Inspection Service, who will answer questions and tell viewers how to recognize and defend yourself against frauds and scams. To join online, we'll put that link in the episode notes. And to join by phone, call 669-900-6833. It's so easy to be scammed in this day and age over the phone, over email, over, you know, regular snail mail. You know, internet scams and phone scams, just scams in general, of course, are not a new phenomenon. There's the joke, you know, the Nigerian prince emailing you. Wait, Jake, you tell me that Nigerian prince thing's not a real thing? Because <laughs> I'm still waiting for my million. I've been waiting since 2009. You know, I heard the Nigerian prince is fake. There's a Scandinavian president who is a legit one, though. I hope. Darn. It's very interesting that there is that increase, you know, since 2020. It makes you wonder if, you know, as the pandemic has gone on and the economy has changed a little bit and people are a little bit more paycheck to paycheck, you have to wonder if there's a certain desperation, you know, in terms of I need money now that leads people to maybe not think things through all the way and, you know, fall victim to these scams. So it's just always good to not take everything at face value and... Give everything a second look. All right, and Discovery Bay hopes to locate a new development. The county has changed the zoning so a developer can build apartments that Discovery Bay leaders and residents don't want. The Contra Costa County Board of Supervisors voted unanimously to change zoning for the vacant lot on the corner of Sand Point Road and Discovery Bay Boulevard despite strong objections. The change in zoning would allow... Anton Development to build a three-story apartment building with a total of 170 units and 303 parking spaces. Those objecting to the project cite traffic and school congestion, aging town infrastructure, and a lack of fire, police, and medical services. Supervisor Diane Burgess, whose district includes Discovery Bay, defended her decision to go against the wishes of her constituents. She said, quote, I'm skeptical that the project will happen, and I understand and share the concern of the community. 
I voted to authorize the Department of Conservation and Development to move forward with an application review and due diligence because I support the rights of property owners to have a fair and thorough process. I can see both sides of the issue here, right? So people feel much like in other East County cities that when a large development project comes before them, they get a little scared about it, a little afraid. Maybe there's not enough, the roads aren't good enough or the emergency services aren't you know, adequate. But I think it's pretty early in the process. And I think that's what Diane Burgess was saying, that she's just voting to move the process forward. And there's probably going to be a lot more debate on it in the future. And it really isn't an isolated incident. There's We've done a number of these stories on other communities. Brentwood, of course, just had that Bluebird Village thing. There's been some stuff in Oakley as well. And the concern always comes down to infrastructure primarily and traffic. Let's hope for a resolution that supports both the people and the need for developers to do their thing. All right, Kyle, with that, I think we're going to hear one more word from our sponsor, and then you're going to come back at us with sports. Today's sponsor, The Lucas Group, has been in business since 2005 and is now offering clients the most cutting-edge solutions in property technology through Homelite's suite of products and services, simple sales, trade-ins, and cash offers. For simple sales, The Lucas Group makes selling your home easy. Sell when you're ready without the hassle of paying for repairs, prepping for listing, or dealing with showings. Receive a competitive, no-obligation cash offer, typically within 48 hours. Close in as little as 10 days. If you would like to avoid the stress, risk, and hassle of buying and selling at the same time, the Lucas Group can help with a trade-in, a calmer, more certain alternative to real estate. They will buy your current home, giving you the freedom to buy your new home. And if your current home sells for more than the price of your new home, the Lucas Group pays you the difference, minus the selling costs. If you want to triple your winning potential, the Lucas Group has a cash offer program. The Lucas Group will help you make the strongest offer possible with a 21-day close for free. That means no program or lender fees. Call the Lucas Group's award-winning agents today at 925-392-8926. And thank you very much to our sponsor. Let's talk about high school sports. Things are kind of winding down, but that does not mean that there's not any news. Liberty High School wrestler Samantha Calkins has committed to the University of Iowa. She will join the wrestling team. Women's wrestling is still relatively new in college sports, but Calkins will be joining a powerhouse program. Iowa has long been known as one of the best programs in men's wrestling and could be the same for women. Iowa, Big Ten schools, the first university from a Power 5 conference, that's the Atlantic Coast Conference, Big Ten, Big 12, Pac-12, and Southeastern Conference, to officially sponsor women's wrestling, according to the NCAA. But before she heads to college, she'll be staying busy here. She'll be wrestling at the Junior Girl National Dual Team event for California in July, and she'll be defending her national championship in Fargo. But that does not mean that she's not got her eye on Iowa. When she gets there, she wants to be a four-time NCAA All-American, a multi-time national champion, and a multi-time world member. And she said, quote, and I don't want my career to end after college. I want my career to go on to the world circuits. So do you find that the University of Iowa's women's wrestling program will have big shoes to fill knowing that the men's wrestling program already is such a well-known team at that school already? Well, I think that the University of Iowa is going to benefit from having a powerful men's program because a lot of observers have already looked at Iowa. They know how strong the men's program is. And that is assuredly going to attract the eyes of girls wrestlers when they go out to recruit them. And Iowa, across the board in many sports, is a powerful program. They got a 
stellar reputation. So there's no question that the women's program is going to rise just like the rest of the sports at the university. All right, we got some more signings, Jake. 18 Heritage High School students recently came together to celebrate signing their national letters of intent. The list includes, and this is not a full list, the full list is at the press.net, but the key ones are Casey Aranagua, she's going to the Boise State University for softball. Tiana Bell, she's going to UC Berkeley also for softball. Tacey Haas makes it three softball players, and she's going to Boise State University as well. Jessica Heck will be going to soft will be going to Simpson University for softball. Sabrina Rogers will be going to West Point for girls soccer. Jalen Sanders will also be going to play soccer in college, playing for the University of, excuse me, Oregon State University. Alyssa Alatori will be going to Vanguard University for stunt cheer. Madison Del Prado will kick the soccer ball for UC Santa Barbara. Zachary Carroll will be running track for UC Riverside. And Dominic DiPietro will be going to the University of Cal Poly Humboldt. And last but not least, Gabriela Martini will be playing for UC Merced. So this is going to be fun to watch these kids advance to college. They've had fantastic high school careers, and I cannot wait to see what they do at the college level. Congratulations to all of them and to all the other athletes who you can find on the press.net who we weren't able to list here. But this is just such a fun time of year for high school sports to see where the next step is for all these terrific athletes. And just because these particular athletes coming up for this next story aren't going to college does not mean that they don't deserve recognition. The Bay Valley Athletic League announced their baseball, softball, boys golf, boys tennis, boys volleyball, stunt cheer, track and field, and swimming and diving all-star teams this week. And for a complete list, you can go to bvalsports.org slash spring sports. But again, just a few of the big names are the MVP for baseball was Anthony Podestillo. Tiana Bell of Heritage took the girls MVP for softball, as well as Taylor Shelton of Pittsburgh. Liberty golfer Gavin Wagner won the golf MVP. And tennis player Axel Scott from Deer Valley won the tennis MVP. And also on the court, Marcelo Bustamante of Liberty won boys volleyball. All right, let's kick it down to the kids, will we? The Brentwood Blast Williams 14U squad went 5-0 and took the championship at the Salute to Heroes tournament. The Blast Williams team has been playing together since they were 9, and now they finished their last and final tournament, winning the 14U division with a farewell championship. So it's always good, Jake, to finish on a winning note. Okay, before we head back to the news, Let's talk a little cornhole, should we, Jake? About 1,000 people, including 200 pickleball players, packed downtown Brentwood for the Downtown Brentwood Coalition's second annual Bags, Bikes, and Brews Cornhole Tournament on June 12th. The Top Guns, Moras, and Bad New Bears finished first, second, and third, respectively in the competitive division, with the Top Guns earning a $700 cash prize. The Leatherheads, Brentwood Ballers, and we bro squads took the top three spots in the backyard division. They didn't go home empty-handed. The Leatherheads won purpose-built merchandise, including Yeti coolers and sunglasses. And that cornhole tournament looked like such a fun event. I know our producer Brian was there for a little while, as was our publisher Greg, and the pictures we got to see looked like it was a blast. And it was so much fun. I talked to Amy Tilly, the executive director of the Downtown Business Coalition, and she said, for those who weren't playing cornhole, there was a fantastic kids area. It wasn't too hot. 
But even if it was, there was a huge misting area. It was just good, clean, classic fun all the way around. That's what's nice about it is even if you didn't do the bags part, there's still the bites and the brutes for everybody else. What more can you ask for? And with that, Jake, let's kick it back to the news. Our next story is fire damage to a home in Oakley. A man and a cat escaped injury in a suspected electrical fire that damaged an Oakley home on June 13th, an East Contra Costa Fire Protection District Battalion chief said. The outdoor fire on the 3800 block of Creekside Way burned up the rear of the structure and spread into the eaves at about 6.40 p.m. before being put out some 35 minutes later. Crews from both the East Contra Costa and Contra Costa Fire Protection Districts responded to the scene to extinguish the blaze. Justin Lockhart, the son of the homeowner, said he was watching TV when he heard punching sounds coming from the different parts of the house. He and a cat in the home at the time of the fire escaped safely. Lockhart was quoted as saying, What I experienced was I was watching TV and heard what sounded like someone punching the wall. I was like, what is that loud noise? I go and open the sliding glass door, and lo and behold, my entire house is on fire. I freaked the hell out and did everything you're supposed to do. I got my cat out and immediately called 911. A monetary damage estimate was not immediately disclosed. This is just an all-around unfortunate story. Can you imagine, Jake, just sitting on the couch, kicking back, relaxing, and hearing a fire break out? And it appears that this is exactly what happened to this poor gentleman. He heard the noise. He opened up a sliding glass door, and he saw, obviously, fire, like you said. And apparently this was caused preliminarily by uh, some pool equipment. So it's always good to just be on your toes, right? You never know what's going to happen, and when emergency strikes, respond like this guy. He seemed cool, calm, and collected, and he got out safe with his cat. Unfortunately, the house was damaged, but no lives were lost. So I guess it's a good thing. Here's our big story of the week, Kyle. The local school districts have all reviewed their active shooter policies. In the wake of the school shooting in Uvalde, Texas last month, East County districts are reviewing their active shooter policies and preparing to update training in an effort to keep students and staff safe before the new school year begins. Most districts have not highlighted this type of training in the past two years as the struggles of distance learning and the COVID-19 pandemic took center stage. So Kyle and I are just going to go through the five main districts in the area. We'll start with the Oakley Union Elementary School District. Superintendent Jeff Palmquist sent a letter to families before school let out detailing the district's physical and emotional safety precautions. Palmquist's letter said, quote, The Oakley Police Department continues to be an excellent partner in keeping our schools and communities safe. They review each site safety plan, assign officers to support our school communities, and respond when their assistance is needed. Furthermore, we work collaboratively with them to identify areas to strengthen overall safety, end quote. For their part, Knights and Elementary School District has gone through the Run, Hide, Defend training just before school camps has closed down in March of 2020, according to Superintendent Harvey Yurkovich. He also went through ALICE training, which is Alert, Lockdown, Inform, Counter, Evacuate, and brought those resources back to his district. Yurkovich was quoted as saying, we had a presentation and went through the scenario of what our response would be until the sheriff arrives, and they give a presentation on what their response would be. We discussed getting the children to a safe area and signing them out to adults. End quote. Yurkovich also noted that active shooting events is only the beginning. Staff and students who had survived such an event would need counseling and support before the campus could feel like a safe place again. Knights and students have learned how to barricade classrooms with desks and what the procedures are for a lockdown. It's more difficult to practice these drills, Yurkovich said, because you don't want students walking in orderly lines if someone on campus is trying to harm them. The Byron Union School District Superintendent, Dr. Reyes Ghana, said his staff also began ALICE training earlier this year. The district is also working with local fire and police services for further support. He's quoted as saying, since the Uvalde incident, our local sheriff's department has placed a deputy at each school during the morning hours to offer support and a presence on our campuses. We are thankful for the support. Our district takes the safety of students and staff very seriously and wants to ensure that all appropriate measures are being taken to ensure that. 
Among the police agencies, Lieutenant Mark Johnson of the Contra Costa County Sheriff's Office said his officers do their best to familiarize themselves with local school campuses and meet kids under non-stressful circumstances. Johnson is quoted as saying, we do a recess with a cop at local schools and that gives us a familiarity with the campuses. So we know where things are and what doors are locked. Our deputies carry active shooter kits with ballistic helmets and heavy vests and they can put on that quickly and go in when necessary. Johnson said that active shooter situations in schools are handled the same way they are everywhere else. We try to get there as soon as possible and the first officer that gets there goes in, he says. We are not waiting. We are not setting up a perimeter. We are going in. A lot of these active shooters, once the law enforcement gets on scene, either commit suicide or give up their attention to us. So that's good because we want to get their attention off the victims. In the Liberty Union High School District, Superintendent Eric Volta said he's been touched with both the Brentwood and Oakley Police Departments to set up active shooter exercises on the high school campuses over the summer. He's quoted as saying, This way, law enforcement has a good feeling for our campuses and what classrooms look like and so forth. They will also have keys to our facilities and the school resource officers have keys so that no one will be waiting outside a door for a custodian to show up. Volta added that all school sites in the district had been through the Alice training just before the pandemic and the school resource officers were getting a refresher course this summer. Volta said, Our Heritage High School school resource officers just finished a certification to be an Alice trainer, and we regularly update our safety plans for this type of thing. And finally, Brentwood Union School District Superintendent Dr. Dana Eaton said his district has a strong relationship with the Brentwood Police Department and has worked on Alice training to help prepare students and staff on how to deal with an intruder. Eaton was quoted as saying, We started trainings with staff in 2018 that have included multiple staff presentations along with actual role-playing scenarios without students where staff are in the classroom and our police trainers enter the room. We also work to create video lessons that are age-appropriate to help our students be prepared, end quote. Eaton noted that the district has a full-time school resource officer who works on campus. Staff also promotes Say Something, an anonymous early warning reporting system that warns principals and police when a tip is received about a potentially threatening situation. Eaton was quoted as saying again, Often tips come in late at night or early in the morning, and they're acted upon by our partners in the Brown Police Department prior to school starting. In almost every school shooting that's taken place, someone or multiple people had knowledge prior that could have prevented the tragedies that followed. End quote. Brentwood has made physical changes to campuses over the past 10 years, adding fences, locked gates, and hundreds of security cameras. There is also an internal system requiring volunteers arriving on campus to scan their driver's license through a system that runs a background check for criminal activity. Brentwood police officers perform safety assessments of the school sites and run drills on campuses during summer break. It's sad that we have to be even talking about this at this time, but the reality is it's important. The good news in all this is that it sounds like our districts are getting ahead of the issue. They're getting prepared as much as they can. Hopefully, this is all for naught. I couldn't agree more, Kyle. It's heartbreaking. This is something that is worked on so regularly, but it is reassuring to know that the districts do each have a plan. I'm thankful they were all transparent and so parents can stay informed of what those plans might be. All right, Kyle, I've brought one more story to the table, and this one's kind of a fun one. So have you seen the new Top Gun movie? I have not, but I hear it's good. And what you might not have heard about it yet, and what our audience might not have heard about it yet, is that the Patriot Jet team out there at the Byron Airfield was a key part of getting that movie put together. The Patriot Jet team's pilots and engineers helped to develop the cameras that were used to capture the aerobatic stunts that are on full display in the film, according to the team's owner, Randy Howell. The team also did some of the flying that was captured on film, even filling in as the enemies in the film's climactic final dogfight. Uh, The camera system used for the film's aerial cinematography took about a year to develop, Howell said. The process involved a lot of trial and error, with cameras being sent by Helenet Aviation to be tested and tweaked by the Patriots until the final product was ready to be presented to Paramount Pictures. 
Once the studio saw it, Hal and his partner, Kevin LaRosa II, were brought onto production to lend their expertise. LaRosa, of course, is a producer and stunt pilot whose previous film credits included a bunch of blockbusters like the Marvel movies, Godzilla, Transformers, and the list goes on and on. While Randy Howell has not been as involved in film, he's had a love of aviation long before partnering with Paramount to get the critically acclaimed sequel off the ground. He was quoted as saying, When I was five years old, my dad took me to see the Thunderbirds, and that started it all. As a kid, I had a paper route. I made $21 a week, and flying lessons were also $21, so it really worked out. Howell then spent 28 years as a United Airlines pilot before founding the Jet Team in 99 and acquiring an L-39 jet. Since then, the team has continued to grow, recruiting pilots from both the Blue Angels and the Thunderbirds to become the largest civilian-owned aerobatic jet team in the Western Hemisphere, according to their website. In addition to their six-ship airshow routine that's the core of the jet team, the organization also runs an educational nonprofit, provides training for commercial pilots, and assists in the development and use of the Cinejet camera system that was crucial to filming the new Top Gun movie. But they didn't just do the cameras, Kyle. Beyond that, Howell and his team were also involved in getting the actors prepared for takeoff training them to be able to confidently pilot the aircrafts while also preparing their bodies for the physical toll of high-speed flight. Howell estimated he spent close to 50 hours flying around with Tom Cruise to get the actor certified to fly out on his own. Cruise even ended up shooting a segment for the Late Late Show with James Corden that you can watch online, where you can actually see Tom Cruise fly one of the Patriot Jet Team's own jets. It's got their logo on it and everything. But their work on Top Gun Maverick is just the beginning of the Patriot Jet Team's partnership with both Cruise and actor Glenn Powell, who plays another of the film's main roles. Powell's next film, Devotion, is the true story of two fighter pilots during the Korean War and features support from the Patriot Jet team and the use of Cinejet camera system. The same goes for Cruz's next Mission Impossible movie. How freaking cool is that, Jake? And let me ask you, you saw the movie, so what'd you think? Look, you can read my full review on thepress.net. I'm not going to gush about the movie too much, but it was one of the one of the most fun movies I've seen in theaters in ages. It's just a real honest-to-God blockbuster, really and truly. And, you know, I was lucky enough to be the one to interview Randy Howell for this story. I was, that's why I wasn't on the podcast last week. I was there talking to him. I, I got to admit, Kyle, I was starstruck. Not necessarily by him, even though he is, you know, very intelligent. He's very well-spoken. He's a terrific guy. But it's, you know, him talking about Tom Cruise. He's calling him Tom. He's calling him by his first name like they're old pals. <laughs> Just amazing. Here's where I'll leave it. If you haven't seen the movie, you got to see the movie. And if you haven't seen the Patriot Jet team, you got to see them. They're always flying through the area. They're doing weddings, birthday parties, just other aerobatic events. I believe they're doing a fireworks show around 4th of July as well. And all that will be on their website, of course. Well, you and I, Kyle, last year we went to that gala. I remember that, and it was absolutely awesome. I mean, we were just, it felt like we were just feet from these jets that were loud. They were going fast. It was a spectacle. So I really tell people to go out and see him if you get a chance, because it's something you'll never forget. Had you been to an air show before that? I have not, but that was the first, and it's not going to be my last, because that really inspired my love of seeing things fly. All right, and before we leave today, let's not forget to take a look at thepress.net for more news and sports. And also, we have a big special section coming out next week, the wedding planner. So it should be uh, an interesting one, Jake. It's going to be a big deal. I think it'll be a lot of fun for a lot of people. But that's it for today's episode of Clocked In With The Press. We appreciate you taking the time to listen in, and we look forward to speaking with you in future episodes. If you'd like to read more news stories of East Contra Costa County, you can do so through our website, www.thepress.net, or through our Twitter and Instagram at PressClockedIn, or by downloading our free app. Contact us with your thoughts on this episode at podcast.bronpress.com, and we may read your comments on the air. Thanks for listening. We'll speak to you all next time. I'm Jake Menez. And I'm Kyle. Clocking out. out. When it comes to 
the home of your dreams, a trusted realtor can help with every step of your home buying journey. The Lucas Group is committed to excellence and personal service in all their sales. Their award-winning team is dedicated to putting their clients' needs first and consists of some of the top local agents. The Lucas Group has partnered with Homelight Inc. and is now an elite certified agent partner for simple sales, trade-ins, and cash offers. Call the Lucas Group at 925-392-8926.